0: You are listening to Discovering the Bible Podcast with Pastor Holly Howard from Bridge of Hope Church here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm the host of the podcast and creative arts director here at Bridge of Hope Church, Sarah Thomas. In this episode, we're continuing the conversation of mental freedom through scripture and what it means to actually be free. And I will be continuing my personal testimony on finding freedom through scripture. So we hope you enjoy.
1: and we went through we met every week. Yes. Sarah had to read a chapter of the book, take it home, and she met me every every week, mm-hmm. and as her accountability to make sure she read it, we would meet in the office and we would talk about that chapter. Yep. And she would begin to trust that she could say, "Okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with." And she would open up and start telling me like she's done for you some of the craziest things that was in her head. She didn't even tell you the story about going into the, uh, the store and somebody looked down and she just assumed that they looked at her shoes and she was so wigged out that she had to run outside and change her shoes. Yeah. Because she was terrified that somebody didn't like her shoes. That, that this is, if, if you, if you don't, if you can't understand this is, this is real. This is, <laughs> you should have empathy for people who go through this kind of pain. We like to look at something, and sometimes in the office we laugh, you know, and and look back and and laugh at it, but when Sarah was going through these things, this wasn't a laughing matter. This was painful. And in the church, we need to be empathetic with people. We need to have a heart of compassion with people. We need to love people who are in bondage and they're too afraid to tell people what they're going through. They're too scared to open up and say, this is where I'm at. This is the things going on in my head. I I, I want to commit suicide. I'm depressed I and are, or I'm dealing with lust. I'm in bondage to pornography and I can't quit. I'm in bondage to name the list. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to prescription pills and, yeah. and we, we don't have a safe place anymore where we can go and we can, we can be honest with what we're going through and in the church what people who are in bondage, people who are who are having have strongholds in their life, they're dealing with something. We've got to have empathy, and we need to be just like Christ. Christ yeah. never condemned. No. Christ never pushed someone away in anger. He never rejected anyone. No. He was always loving. He was always kind. He always embraced. He always forgave, and he always spoke the truth, and he spoke it in love. And he al- he always healed, and he always set them free. You'll never find Christ doing anything that wasn't an act of love to the people. Right. So the church, as I get on my little rant, needs needs to embrace people with love. I think we would see more people come in and open up with where they're at, yeah. whether it's a failed marriage or whether it's addiction, whether it's bondage, with uh, uh, this kind of a thing. If, if they, they felt safe like Sarah did to come in and say, okay, in this chapter, it talked about this. And here it is. And she would lay out things. And she's told us. She's told Pastor Dallas, my husband, Pastor. She's told us things that that you would think would just would just make you know say that. Well, that's it. We're you're getting excommunicated from the church. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you know what I'm oh, saying. That's what the yeah. typical person would think. But it, it didn't surprise us, and it didn't shock us because Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his goal in life. And he wants to rob us of our freedom and our life in Christ. So I'm I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but to come back to it, we met once a week. Right. Accountability.
0: Accountability. She opened up and she got out in the open where she was at. Yeah, and just to interject in that, especially with our church, and, you know, if you don't have a church that offers this, or if you're not near us, finding a church that has small groups, finding a church that has, has, you know, biblical small groups that you can, you know, go to and say, Hey guys, man, I just need accountability this week. Will you call me and make sure I did X, Y, and Z or I didn't do X, Y, and Z? Yes. Um, please. or if you did that X, Y, and Z, Hey, Holly, I did it again. Like, will you just pray with me? Yes. And just remind me of the scriptures that say I can get through this and some yes. of them will hit on, um, you know, that we kind of out, you know, laid out here. Um, because without Holly, without that accountability, I wouldn't have been able to make it through it and find the freedom because she knew the scripture, she knew what God's word said, and she stood with me through every step and back step through this process. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Um, there's no just
1: one poof, right? simple, you know, I get free and then I'm never again tempted by the devil. Right, no. Not going to happen. That'd be too easy. You know, (laughs) you've got to know and learn how to appropriate the word of God to Stay free once you get set free.
0: So, um, finding a small group, finding a community of believers that are biblically based in God's truth. Yes, yes, And especially finding someone who's strong in the Lord in their walk and, you know, putting yourself accountable to them will do you. Yes. worlds of good so Absolutely. just a little introduction there yes. but you know so like she said we we're going through this book every week reading <coughs> chapters and each week I'm just God's conviction is just a little bit stronger a little bit stronger and I found you know I found near in a chapter in the book it said you have every right to be free yes And say I, that again because you need to hear this you have every right to be free every right it's your right
1: so it's, you mean
0: me yes Our inheritance. Me, the person who was lying to everyone in her church. Yes. Family, friends. um, (sighs) Living a double life. Living that double life, as hardcore as double life could be. um, Who lied to herself about who God was. You mean me, who constantly kept messing up, messing up, messing up, messing up. Over and over and over again. I have every right to be free. Yes. 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 And absolutely. so. absolutely Yes. In that chapter, it was a list of scriptures of what the Bible says I am. Yeah. Me. The person who I was always saying, I am ugly. I am unworthy. I am a mistake. I am a liar. I Lies, am, lies, yes. lies.
1: Lies from the devil. All yes. lies. Yes.
0: So I found this chapter and this is where I really started making some major chips in the stronghold wall, you know, for those visual people. I'd built myself a box <coughs> of really tall, strong cement walls that were my stronghold. So that way I could only see a little tiny light at the end when I looked up, but everywhere else was dark for me. And Holly was one of the people on the other side helping me chip through these and so I wanna read a couple of these because this is what really started breaking this for me and me getting a foothold into what the devil had built around me. Okay. So you know, I am God's child. That's John 1 Yes. I am Christ's friend. Yep. John 15 15 says that. I am God's temple. 1st Corinthians 3:16 Ephesians 2:10 told me that I am God's workmanship. Yeah. He made me. Yes. He he created
1: me to be who I am and as an artsy person, yes, to be a workmanship. You know, your your mind is going to think to an artist who creates something exactly. beautiful. And, and so that's for, what you are. Right. And for that's me That's what you are,
0: that's what I am when I know how it feels to make something beautiful, to think that God did the same thing for me is really powerful. And to remind myself of that when I'm feeling, you know, insecure, yeah. you know, especially back then when everyone was out to get me in my head and in everyone thought head. I was ugly and that in I was weird in my in head. head. Well, <laughs> we might go with it in the weird but We might go with her on the weird Right. <laughs> um, I'm a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20 tells me that. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God, the Bible says. Yes. 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 When I thought I was crazy and I heard voices in my head tell me things all the time, you know, to get me to say things and do things and not say things, it says, I am complete in Christ. Colossians 2.10 reminds me of that. Yeah you know i was born of god and the evil one cannot touch me first john 5:18 says and this is a really huge one that we haven't hit on yet that i really struggled with was out of um first 1 timothy 1:7 1, i have not been given a spirit of fear mm-hmm. but a power and, of and love and of a, a sound, sound mind. mind to this day <clears throat> i still have moments of temptation to start thinking those things. Yeah. We haven't hit on my fear level yet of what I used to go through, but, you know, all the mental other things that I went through, that scripture to this day when I have moments of, Okay, hey, what was that compliment really about? They looked at me weird or, you know, like, um, I want to feel, you know, there's a conspiracy in how someone's treating me still. I remind myself of that. Yeah, because Satan tries to throw it back and bring it oh, back. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not like he's like, "Well, she's done." You yeah, know? Like, yeah. oh, "Whoops, got to move on to he's somebody going. else." Yeah. No. someone else. No, he he knows that's where I came from. Yeah. And so he tries to throw that back. So I guess to you guys, I say again that yes you love Jesus. Yes you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Yes you have found freedom. And but he's going to come back and be like, "Hey. Remember when you thought this way? Yeah. Have you tried that again?" You know this jesus thing's going real good but did you see how so-and-so talked to you at church yesterday it's pretty shady right no, That was pretty shady and you're like if you entertain those thoughts you're like yeah yeah that was pretty shady and then you know but then i remind myself of scripture in second timothy 1 7 that says no i have a sound mind I have a sound mind. I'm not going to let the devil do this to me again. And I know there's a scripture that Holly loves to bring up. Oh, there's a lot of scriptures, right? Yes. yes, I'm
1: sitting here thinking of a bunch of them while
0: you're talking. Yeah. So, um, and you wrote in your notes that our thought life is powerful. Yes. And I want you to kind of hit on some of these scriptures you found because yes. I love these um, because it's so true. So, what she's talking
1: about is she was she was set free. Yeah, and and let's back up and say what started her freedom and was was learning the truth. Yes. She learned the truth through going through this book and bondage breaker, and the the book the bondage breaker has scriptures in it, which is the word of God all throughout. And and um, so I I'll, I'll kind of skip over first. Let me set it up with this: James one and twenty one says, um, I'll just read the whole scripture. It says, "So get rid of all filth and evil in your lives, and humbly accept." Accept it, accept the word God is planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. The word of God is clearly said here in James 121. The word of God has the power to save your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So Sarah's connected. mind, her will, her emotions, all of that is the makeup of her soul, your soul, my soul. And Sarah was saved. Right. She had accepted Christ into her heart. She was a believer, and she loved the Lord, but she was in bondage, and she did not know how to get free. And what James is saying is it's the Word of God that has the power to set you free from all these things. And where where we get into temptation in the battlefield is in the mind.
0: Yeah. So
1: Satan tempts us, and everything starts in the mind. I want you to hear Mark 7, 19 through 23. It says... Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated. He was talking to, uh, here, uh, the Pharisees were getting all upset about, about, you know, eating foods that weren't supposed to be eaten. And he's kind of saying, like, look, it's not about what, you know, food goes into the stomach and gets eliminated. It's, what comes out of your heart is what defiles a man. So he says in Mark 7, verse 20, and he said, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man. What comes out, that is what defiles a man. For from within... Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. Evil right. thoughts. Out of my heart proceeds evil thoughts. Evil thoughts can come out of our heart because Satan will come in and he'll start to put um, these lies into our head. Yes. We dwell on them. We think on them. We ponder them, and then we start to believe them. Yeah. And when we start to believe them, we start to act on them. So listen to verse twenty-one. See, so he said from. For from within out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts and those evil thoughts when they when we dwell on them they turn that's what produces sin the next word adulteries fornications murders thefts covetousness wickedness deceit lewdness and evil eye blasphemy pride foolishness all these evil things come from within and defile a man every sin in our life starts and is this the the seed is planted in our thought life yeah and what bears forth fruit and grows and turns into sin it all starts in our mind lust for example a man can look at a woman and see a woman and have a a, a thought that's a, a lustful thought if a man dwells on that or a woman dwells on a, a yeah. lustful thought about another man um, or another individual, if you sit and you, they dwell on it and they think on it, then it's going to produce sin. So so what do we do? How do you overcome temptation? How do you overcome this? You First, you have to understand the truth. Jesus said uh, in the words in John eight thirty two, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free sarah didn't start learning the truth she was in bondage and she had all these crazy thoughts crazy lies she was trying to escape it by finding answers in relationships and substance abuse and lies and she was doing everything under the sun to try because she didn't have the she didn't have the right. tools she didn't have the word of god no you didn't know the word of god and how to how to how to get free and how to, uh, and how to stay free so it starts with the word of god so Second Corinthians, I want you to understand how powerful the Word of God is. Second Corinthians 10:4 through5 says, the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. You tried the weapons of the world. Yeah. You tried them through all these other things. And none of that worked you thought all those crazy thoughts and the devil telling, well, if I just drop back, if I just, you know, if I just, because I'm struggling, if I just quit going to church, oh yeah, that's that's really going to help. That's a lie from the enemy. That uh. just makes it worse. If I just keep, you know, and you had all these crazy things and that the devil lied to you, I'll just drop out of and stop doing... You know, singing in the worship team, or I'll stop. You know, participating in youth group, or I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm and pulling back, and then I'm going to, you know, c- turn over here and and, and and turn to, you know, self-medication and turn to, uh, you know, substance abuse and try to self-medicate. All those things were lies in the enemy. That was those weapons of the world and those solutions. They didn't work. Nope. Then they won't work. But on the contrary, Second Corinthians ten says, on the contrary. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. What does we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, every pretension, every lie of the enemy that sets itself up against God's word, the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The weapon that we have in Ephesians says we use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You take the Word of God. This is how Jesus overcame temptation. So if you think that Jesus was never tempted in all points like we were, you're absolutely wrong. Even the bondage breaker points out the three areas that Jesus was tempted in, how all three of those areas are all categories that every, uh, every sin and temptation known to man follows uh, follows right. under these three categories that they, he explains in the bondage breaker. Jesus was tempted, and when Jesus was tempted, how did Jesus overcome temptation? He overcame it by he said, "It is written." Satan, right? Because Satan would come and say, "Oh, you know what? Why don't you, you know, throw yourself off, you know, of this of this pinnacle here? Throw yourself off, and and God's angels will catch will catch you." Basically, what he was doing, is Satan
0: was quoting scripture. Well, yeah, because he, you know, he was throwing it back at him like, you know, if the scripture's true or, you know, like if you are the son of God. And so that's why, you know, knowing the scripture and its context and knowing the truth of the scripture is so huge because when the devil does try to come at you with those things, you'd be like, oh, no, that doesn't line up. Exactly, because Jesus recognized
1: that Satan was twisting and misquoting Psalm 91. And he said, no, it is written, do not test the Lord thy God. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if if you're hungry, turn this stone into bread, Satan said. He said, oh, man shall not live by bread alone. So e- everything that that Satan was throwing at Jesus when he was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, he utilized the word of God. Yeah, And he the knowledge of his scriptures... And what he knew of the Word of God and he didn't just know it but he spoke it out loud and he used the Word of God to overcome Satan right. and that's what that's where and that's where we're gonna wrap that all around and come down to this right here in order to get free from bondage the Word of God has the power to save your soul you're saved right. you love the Lord but you're trapped and you don't know how to get free. James 1.21, the word of God has the power. You have to put it in your mind. Yep. Romans, Romans 12 and 2 it says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed, completely changed. How can I change my mental processes? How can I get free from mental bondage? How can I get set free from thinking, uh, you know, and taking personal or blowing a compliment out of proportion? Or, or how can I get free from, from, you know, insecurities? How can I get free from depressing thoughts or suicidal thoughts Or or, or fear or anxiety or worry? I mean, the list could go on. How do I get free? You renew your mind and I love what it says so that you. May prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are the letters, the epistles in the Bible in the New Testament are in written, they were written, but we're told in Corinthians, we are walking epistles, we're walking letters of Jesus Christ, and as Christians. Our lifestyle is the letter that proves to the world what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. But the only way we're going to do it is if we renew our mind. It says here in, in, in Romans 12:2, you got to renew, renew your mind. You have to know the word. Sarah didn't know the word of God, so she couldn't she couldn't counter Satan's temptations
0: or his lies. No. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Discovering the Bible Podcast. Our prayers are that you are moved and that you are challenged each time you listen to one of our podcast episodes. If you'd like to learn more about Bridge of Hope, go to thebridgecincy.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bridge of Hope Cincy.